Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Fantasy Madness Podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK. Do not forget, don't forget to follow me on the Twitters, the Gram, etc. at RMK Madness. Yes, yes. I'm also, by the way, now that we're we're at it, and my stuffs, I'm also going to be uh, adding some video to the podcast. In other words, I'm going to start posting video of the podcast on YouTube. I'm, uh, I'm hoping to get that going by the next pod on Friday. But it might just be next week. We'll see how it goes. It's been a busy week. I hope yours... Well, it's been a busy weekend leading into a very busy week ahead. I hope your weekend was well. I'm very aware. This is coming a day late. I am recording Monday night, so this will come out Tuesday, as opposed to Monday. And the main reason being, I had a busy weekend. (laughs) I had, well, I celebrated my 38th birthday. Now, I don't need applause, celebration, anything like that. I just don't. No. I, mean, I mean, yeah, no. I really don't need that stuff. Because I'm just kind of over the whole birthday. Like, the kids' birthdays are fun. I even enjoy my wife's birthday, getting her stuff. I did, But other than that, it's just, eh. I'm just getting older. <laughs> but on the same hand, I really don't feel that old. Okay, I'm getting some gray in the beard. But other than that, I feel... Still very youthful, energetic. Body feels good. Mind feels good. 40's not so scary anymore. The lingering 50 out there in the distance is a bit terrifying. (laughs) But I digress. So, birthday. We did, uh, the wife got us a hotel. Because see, our wedding anniversary is early in September, my birthday late in August, so sometimes there tends to be a little bit of a dual celebration, and we got a hotel for a night. And originally, we were going to do two nights. But, you know, it's tough times right now. (laughs) First of all. Second of all, you know, we don't really want to be out and about that much, and especially, I'm telling you, once we got to this hotel, it was like, oh, shit. (laughs) There's a reason it's cheap, but it's what we could afford. But I tell you, it was interesting, in part because of the characters. You could tell it was one of those places that it's a motel chain, but you could tell people lived at this place, and you would just see them congregate outside every 15 or 20 minutes or so. Everybody get together, have a cigarette, BS. Kind of interesting. And not to get into all my business, but you know, everybody needs to try and just get a little bit of a break. You got to do it as safely as possible. And that was when we walk in and there's signs everywhere about mandatory masks. We see two people not wearing masks. Stay the fuck away from them. I mean, we spent most of the time in the hotel room, which is fine. Smoked a lot of green. Chilled. Oh, we watched Rob Zombie's Three from Hell. Which we had been dying to watch. I know it's been out for a while. So this this is not like, oh, checked out this new movie. No. 
but we're, we're just so behind on movies, shows, <laughs> all sorts of shit. I mentioned His Dark Materials, that show, one of my favorite trilogies. It's a great trilogy. You got to read those books. But great story. I would love to watch the show, but no, haven't even got that started yet. So we're behind on all sorts of shit. So we finally, even though we've had three from hell for a while, we finally watched it. And it was good. It was good. I enjoy the Rob Zombie stuff. I really do. I'm kind of a horror fan. And while that's more like slasher type stuff than like scary horror type, you know, it's still fun. It's still fun. I like it. I enjoy it. And Rob Zombie's wife, Sherry Zombie, is it Sherry? Yes. <laughs> She's fucking fantastic playing baby in these in this trilogy of movies she's great just a lunatic it did it, it's like a more sadistic more violent harlequin which seems crazy because really she's a little bit downplayed in movies and stuff like that she's a lot more crazier in the comics and whatnot but still baby in the in this trilogy of movies about this gang oh man i just i love it it's good stuff it's good stuff. But yeah, it was definitely interesting being super stoned in a sketchy-ass motel watching some horror flick. <laughs> but it was a good time. It was nice to... Again, we had to get a little bit of a break. Particularly with everything that's been going on. We just needed, you know, a night to ourselves. And my mom's going to be heading out of town for a while. And, and the little one, well... He started first grade today online, so it's busy stuff. Shit's getting busy, so we finally said, hey, sacrifice a little cash, get a, a cheap-ass motel room, which, again, although sketchy, turned out to be very entertaining. <laughs> we literally, we didn't have a TV remote. I had to go down and get a TV. We didn't have a Do Not Disturb sign. I almost took one off somebody else's desk. I went down to get one, and the guy at the desk said he didn't have any. So I ended up writing a do not disturb note and putting it on the door. <laughs> Just insane. Just insane. But despite the crazy day, I'll tell you, we had a great time. We had a great time. It was great to just have a night, just me and the wife. But it was also great to get back yesterday to the children's and to just normalcy. I'm just a bit of a homebody. So I definitely like getting away with just the wife on occasion. But it, it, it is nice to come back home. <sighs> but yeah, yeah, that was, that, that, was my, that was my weekend. That was my weekend, pretty much. Yesterday, watched the Nuggies win. That was a good birthday gift. Nuggets forcing the game seven. Loving it. That Jamal Murray's a bad boy. And don't get me wrong. That Donovan Spada Mitchell on the Utah Jazz. He's a beast too. But Jamal Murray's rolling right now. Nuggets are rolling. And they're getting healthier. Got Gary Harris back. If you don't know sports, that's okay. Just ignore me for a second. But the basketball has been fun. Hockey's been fun. Although the Avalanche lost yesterday. But they won today. So that's fine. That's fine. And totally made up for losing on my birthday. 
because they won, which puts the, their series against the Dallas Stars at 3-2. So they're still down 3-2. So they have to win, much as the Nuggets did yesterday. They have to win Game 6 to push, to force that Game 7. So that's what we're rooting for. And I believe that happens Wednesday. So, good stuff going on in the sports world. But man, with, the, with everything going on, we just have to get more sad news. And this happens. You know, shit happens. People die. It's part of the way the universe works. But man, do we get some rough, rough ones at some rough times. And losing the Black Panther, Mr. Chadwick, we lost him. Over the weekend, we lost Cliff Robinson, former basketball player. Like to call him Spliff Robinson because he got into the marijuana business in his later years. And they're both they're both gone. And Chadwick in particular is interesting because, well, I mean, I'm really into Cliff too, his story and just, you know, his belief of just athletes in pain and how marijuana can be helpful. And that's why he got into the business. And, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff to learn about Cliff, Mr. Spliff Robinson. But Chadwick, you know, that dude's like five older, five years older than me as he leaves this earth. He's been fighting cancer. And going to treatments in between making movies like... Holy shit, man. So reminiscent of Amelia Clark, who plays Daenerys Targaryen in the Game of Thrones series, how she was having surgeries on her fucking brain during the making of that show. Like, this is fucking commitment, man. <laughs> it's fucking commitment. But it, it, it's also, I get it. Because even when faced with the worst, man, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to just lay down, take it? No, you got to keep doing your thing, right? Or at least trying to. So mad respect to Chadwick Boseman. To Cliff Robinson. May they forever rest in power. They will be missed. They will. Now, moving on to some more lighthearted stuff. You know, as in football stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get into a little, little bit more of that. You know, what the show is based on. So, I wrote an article on running backs that need fresh starts. This came out a few days ago, yes. And it's pretty good, I think. <laughs> Of course, I wrote it. Someone actually got on Twitter and put, like, this guy, he has about the same amount of followers as me. I'm not sure what he's getting at, but he got on and posted, this is irrelevant now, based on the news that we're going to get into here in a second. I disagree, because this is all about running backs getting fresh starts, and, well, one of those that I mentioned in my article was Leonard Fournette. Just so happens... On Monday, released by the Jacks. So, there's several things to look at with this. Now, this opens up the running back room of the Jaguars. You got Ryquil Armstead there. Um, um, solid profile. Um, 
You got Devin Azigbo, Divine, Devin, Divine, Divine, Azigbo. Not the greatest of profile, but didn't look terrible last year. So you got a couple decent options. And then I, I really, and then you got Chris Thompson. He is what he is. So I could see something like a Ryquil. I said, well, we're probably going to get a committee. But here's what I think. I say if you're going to go after anybody, because you got to think, if you're going into drafts this week, this coming weekend, Ryquil Armstead is going to be going way too high. Possibly a Zigbo as well. And probably Chris Thompson. Who knows? The guy you need to look at is their undrafted rookie, James Robinson. I have him in several dynasty leagues stashed on my taxi squad. For this very reason. Preparing for this exact situation where Leonard Fournette is no longer a Jaguar and the running back room opens up. So, James Robinson is one to keep an eye on. He's one to snatch up if you can at the end of drafts. Why? Because he's practically free right now. And there is the possibility by midway through the season that he's running this running back, this running back room. It, it, it's totally possible. It's also possible it's Armstead. It's also possible there's just a giant fucking mind fuck of a committee that comes out of this. But I think chances are they're going to want to see what they have. And I think despite, despite even if they find something in one of these guys, they're still likely to take a running back next year in the draft, I would think. Because if they're rebuilding, they're not likely to sign anybody in free agency. So unless one of these guys blows everybody out of the water, I expect them to draft. And even then, the Jags could draft one. So I think it's important to keep all of that in mind. And that's why I wouldn't invest too much in Armstead or Zigbo. Nah, target James or Chris Thompson for that fucking matter. Target James Robinson. Now, I also think this could mean more passing volume for Gardner Minshew. Now, there's, there's some people down on Gardner Minshew. I'm going to explain why I like it. Gardner Minshew, last year, finished as the fifth, as number five for quarterback rushing yards, okay? Number five in attempts per game. Number six in, in, in rushing attempts total. So the dude is going to scramble. He's going to rush the ball. He's got a talent for it, okay? He also played pretty damn well otherwise. And now you're going into a situation where that defense is not going to be very good. No Jalen Ramsey. Obviously, they like a, they traded him last year. Traded Ngakwe this weekend to the Vikings. It's going to be a piss-poor defense. They're rebuilding. They're probably aiming to get Trevor Lawrence. So Gardner Minshew, as much as I like him, he's probably not going to be the guy come next year. But I like him for this year. They're going to be there's going to be garbage time. There's going to be they're going to have to come back because of the defense. They're going to have to pass the ball. Especially because as, even as much as I like James Robinson, ain't none of these guys super special. So, I think Minshew's going to have a big year. 
And when it comes to Leonard Fournette in this whole equation, I've heard some NFL insider stuff. Well, not heard. Read it on Bleacher Report, Twitter, shit like that. I, I shouldn't say heard. I have no connections as of this moment. Just what I read online, like everybody else. But they said Pats, the Patriots, or the Redskins, or should I say the Foreskins? <laughs> They're no longer the Redskins. They're the Washington football team, but I prefer the Washington Foreskins. And they're predicting one of those spots. Now, maybe Washington, maybe they grab him. They're trying to push away Adrian Peterson. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe they're not impressed with Peterson or Bryce Love. I don't know. The Patriots, they just got Sony Michelle back. They had signed Lamar Miller. Now, maybe they bring in Fortinet. They get rid of Lamar Miller. Who knows? Who knows? And do the Pats really have the cap space? I mean, they've gotten back some recently. But I just don't. In my article, I put Chicago as the best fit for Fournette. For Uncle Lenny. And I think there's a very good possibility that's where he ends up. Because, see, Jacksonville cut him because nobody was willing to trade for him, according to Coach Doug Marone. They had Lenny on the block. Lenny on the block. And the Jaguars had Lenny on the block. So they had him on the block. Can't get anything for him. Now, I don't think this is fair to Fournette. A lot of people on Twitter are dogging on him. They seem to forget he finished as the running back 13 last year. And that was despite facing fifth most stacked front, or no, sixth most stacked fronts in the league. And the fifth most man in box percentage per league in, in the league. So finished RB13 despite just getting loaded up against. Okay? It's very possible he rebounds somewhere else. Now, the tricky thing is, last year of the contract, he's going to want some money. So that is where it gets tricky in the team's taking him on. Now, when you have... A situation like that with a with a running back. You see, players, it, it always gets baked into the trade, right? If you're going to trade a guy and he's looking for a new contract, well, then the team that's trying to get the player, they're not going to be willing to give up as much because they know they're going to have to also sign this guy to a new deal or an extension. So, that's where some trouble runs into it. Now, maybe nobody wanted to give up anything because of that in a trade. But now that he's out there, somebody is going to claim him. And if somebody doesn't claim him, somebody will sign him. And if he goes to Chicago, watch out. Because they do want to run the ball. Tariq Cohen, we know what he's good for. He's a good little back. He's not an all-purpose back. He's not a three-down back. Dave Montgomery is not good enough to be that. So you bring in Fortinet. You use Montgomery for the change of pace role. Or, you know, given Fortinet breathers, I should say. And use Tariq Cohen for what he's good at. Catching passes. Third down. And this could be very beneficial to Chicago. 
and they've got a little bit of cap space. They can throw a little money at them. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Fournette. We'll keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on it, everybody. We'll fi- we'll get it figured out soon as it happens. That's right. That's right. But in my article, you know, I mentioned Le'Veon Bell, who's in some little bit of hot water. It just seems like uh, him and Gase, Coach Gase, just don't get along real well. And it seems like Coach Case really likes Frank Gore, but Frank Gore is old. And I know he's been the titan that just keeps on going, but <laughs> it's going to end at some point. And Royce Freeman, he's buried on the depth chart. You got these guys that need a different... Because Le'Veon, with New York, you got LaMichael Pebron playing good. They're they're trying to get Kalen Balazs. Like, clearly, he doesn't like Bell. Send him somewhere else. So there's some names to look at. It's a good article. Check it out. Check it out. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And in other, I guess, camp observations, Alvin Kamara seems like he's holding out, been absent from practices. Could they, the Saints, be a potential suitor in the Leonard Fournette sweepstakes. Could be. Crazier shits happen. Nobody would have thought they were in on Emmanuel Sanders. But they were. And obviously, if Kamara misses time, then you got to bump up Latavius Murray. But I think Ty Montgomery is the interesting one here. Because he's got that skill set that they're looking for at, you know, the position where they use Kamara. So they did, like... Ty Montgomery could actually slide in and be okay there. And also with the Saints, Traquan Love getting a little bit of, uh, or Traquan Smith getting a little bit of love. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> I I know, it's already just... Actually, we're pretty good in What, halfway through the pot? That's the first mess up. I think we're doing okay. Doing okay. Man. Yeah, Traquan Smith getting a little love. Some within the Saints organization believe it could be a breakout year for him. Now, some people might be wondering, what, with Emmanuel Sanders? That Yeah, maybe. I think they're going to try and go all out. They've had some heartbreak in the past few years. They're trying to win, which is another reason they may just invest in Fournette. But I think we're going to see a lot, a lot of stuff from the Saints this year. Moving on to Kansas City. A place that people would freak out if Fournette... Can you... All the Clyde Edwards Hilary lovers would be like, oh, son of a bitch. But Clyde Edwards Hilary looking good for the number one role. But you know who is stepping up for the number two? Oh, yeah. Daryl Williams. Now, Daryl the Barrel, which I found out was a nickname on Twitter today. And I think it's fantastic. I picked him up a couple years ago in a few dynasty leagues. And I'm just hung on to him. Because I had no faith in Damian Williams or LaShawn McCoy. And the thing is, he doesn't have the most impressive player profiler. But he's been able to fit what Casey does and, and, and run well. I mean, last year, the barrel had a plus 22.4 production premium. That's 13th at the position. Now, 
This is a very small sample size of when he played, but when he played, he played well. And currently, he's getting all the love for the number two spot. He's working ahead of DeAndre Washington, who meant Memmy. Uh-oh. I'd see. See? I had a tongue twister once, and now they're just going to just start rolling out of my fucking mouth. But everybody assumed DeAndre Washington would kind of be that number two guy. Elijah McGuire, maybe? I was thinking maybe Elijah McGuire. I was just trying to go cheap, to be honest. But <laughs> that's what I like to do. Hey. Just like with James Robinson. Hey, he's the cheapest. But Darrell Williams seems like he's got that number two spot on lockdown, which is interesting. Not Washington, not McGuire, not Darwin Thompson, but Daryl the Barrel. So, not a bad guy to have stashed, particularly if you're an Edwards Hilaire owner. Indeed, 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 indeed. Devontae Parker has a minor injury. Now, it's supposed to be minor. But if it's anything major, I do believe this would be obviously a, pre- a bump up for Preston Williams. And my guy Mike Gusecki, but also Matt Breida. They're already talking about lining Breida up at wide receiver because of his pass catching skills. And if you remember, Breida is a Hell of a stud when it comes to the open field. Get him out in space. And I do believe he's going to have a good year in this Dolphin offense. So it's good to know they're looking at him to make sure he gets some passes going. And yes, 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 and yes. I do believe Devontae Parker will be fine. But I still, regardless, regardless, just love Preston Williams, Matt Breida, Mike Gusecki this year. Players I think you need to own, particularly in redraft. Okay, 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 okay. One last one. Jalen Rager. (laughs) Because the goddamn Eagles just can't catch a break. Rager, he was supposed to be starting opposite Deshaun Jackson, it seemed. Now he has a shoulder injury. Not going to have surgery. And he's going to be out for about a month. So, to me, this is, okay, bump up. Jackson, Ertz, Sanders, Goddard. But people will say J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. See, here's the thing. We haven't heard a whole lot from the other receivers. Nothing special about Greg Ward or Arcega-Whiteside, the holdovers from last year. Nothing about one of the rooks, Quez Watkins, that someone was excited about. And now he's injured. But John Hightower is getting a little buzz. People are getting a little impressed with him in camp. So I think that's a guy, again, I mentioned plenty of these Eagles wide receivers, and we were thinking, hey, they're going to lean on Ertz and all of that, and, and you know, so they just need someone across from DJX, and that's going to be Rager, so they're going to be fine. No need to worry about the other receivers, but now we see, as the Eagles luck, they're losing offensive linemen. I, I mean, they just have shit luck. Injury plagued. So there's a good chance they need that help from a guy like John Hightower. And I do like him. Good player profile. Check it out at playerprofiler.com. You can look up any of these motherfuckers. Check out their workout metrics, college production, etc. But I do like John Hightower. 
So that's someone to watch. But I do think more than anything, it just bumps up the already studly people in that offense. <sighs> that's what, what I got to say about that. Actually, you know what? Speaking, speaking of rookie wide receivers. Mm-mm-mm. Yes. People have talked about the idea that it's going to be tough for rookie wide receivers this year. Well, rookies in general. Because of the lack of off-season and training camp time and et cetera, et cetera. And I've, I've said, yeah, yeah. But I could also see because of the need to use younger guys to save cap space for next year, I could see them still being able to make an impact. And if not rookie second-year guys. But the rookie wide receivers in particular, it's kind of volatile every year anyway. Because you have a lot of top guys that are either, well, Bustable, or they just have a down year, whether it's injury, not enough playing time, etc. But this year in particular, it's a little wild. And you look at C.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy, the top two receivers, they're looking good in camp, but they're both on offenses with tons of other weapons. So you wonder how productive they're going to be in the short term. Long term, yes. Short term, eh. You look at Brandon Ayuk. Jalen Rager, they have opportunity, but they're hurt. Same with Denzel Mims. And Mims has the hammy man. That's gonna that's that's gonna bother him all year. You got some other guys like Justin Jefferson, Henry Ruggs, that are struggling to really separate themselves in camp so far. To really put themselves in the starter conversation. There's a lot of guys struggling. However, as I predicted, there's some guys making some noise. As I mentioned, John Hightower mm -hmm, from the Eagles. Michael Pittman, LaVisca Chenault, they're both making some noise with their teams. Michael Pittman, he's had some ups and downs, but they keep him in there with the first team offense, which I think you have to look at and say, okay, that's what they're doing. They're not going to roll Pascal. They're going to roll Pittman, Paris, and T.Y., that's going to be their three receivers. And I think Pittman will be fine. I like Pittman. And Chenault, he's a little banged up right now, but he should be good to go. He's kind of like that Swiss Army Knife player. They want to get him involved all around the field. He'll probably even take some running back carries, particularly with Fournette gone. So, I really like the possibility of LaVisca Chenault doing some damage this year. And then Van Jefferson from the Rams, not one of my most favorite rookie wide receivers, but he is earning a lot of praise, particularly for his route running. He's been getting more work in Cooper Cup's absence, which, again, you shouldn't worry about Cup. He should be fine. But Van Jefferson could see himself make some noise in that Rams offense this year because I do think they'll take a step back towards being a little bit more of a dangerous, dangerous opponent. So... That's what I got for you. Just a little rookie wide receiver talk because, you know, really getting into, you know, the end of draft season. We've got 10 fucking days. Well, week and a half or so to go till football, people. A week and a half. So, you got to make sure you're getting your team solidified and all that right now. So, if you're drafting, some important things to remember and particularly in redraft leagues 
Don't worry so much about rookie wide receivers. Like I said, there's a few. Brian Edwards, I think, will be studly. Pittman, Chenault, Jefferson, if you can get them in a, in a late enough round, yeah. I think they could make some noise. But I'd be far more interested in the rookie running backs. Just saying. Anyway, 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 anyway. Enough chatter, enough chatter. Let's go ahead and get ready to close up shop, get the hell out of here, get ready for a good, good week. Game over, man. Game over. That's right. Game over. Pot over. Time to get out of here. I need some damn food. <laughs> and we move on with the week. We will be awaiting the Fournette news with open ears. Many are hoping he doesn't screw up a great situation with a bell cow. I know Miles Sanders' or owners are panicking. Edwards Hilaire owners are like, there's no way that'll happen. But deep down inside, they're panicking a little bit. Some guys getting a little nervous. Where could Fournette go? I'm telling you, better be Chicago. It better be Chicago. It would be great. And he'd help. Nick Foles, so much. Come on. Chicago. And I hate the Bears. I don't even like the Bears. What am I talking about? Why am I rude for this? Because, fantasy-wise, I think it's a great idea. It's a grand idea. <laughs> yes, it is. Anyway. Anyway. Moving on. Moving on. We also got to go, hope he goes somewhere where he can be productive. Okay? He's still got some juice in him. We don't want him to go somewhere and just waste away. And once again, we're close to football. So everybody, wrap up your drafting. Good luck with that. Get that all done. Get your, get your rosters solidified. If you're in dynasty leagues, make sure you're getting your cuts done. If your leagues still have that to do, do what you gotta do. That's right. Keep it rolling. Hey, we're not that far, far away from football, people. Now, there's no guarantee once it starts it's going to keep going. But I do feel like, you know, with the way baseball's been able to maintain, that uh, maybe this will work all, out all right for the NFL. Now, once again, this is dependent on how the players react because unlike baseball, where you don't have to get all up in people's grill. In football, you got to be right there in people's face. And they're not in a bubble. So we got to see how this is all going to play out. But I feel I feel good. We'll see. We'll see. I'm excited either way. Week one's going to be crazy in itself if you saw all the damn matchups. And you got to do what you got to do to win week one. This year, or Nina here, it might be the most important week Start off 1-0. That's what you got to do. Anyway, have a great week, everyone. Have a wonderful week. Enjoy your drafting. Enjoy all of the wonderful tidbits that we're likely to get between now and the opening day of football. Fournette's going somewhere. We're going to have more trades. And cuts are coming. It's going to be crazy. Crazy time as we lead up to the NFL season. So have a great week. 
Keep your eyes on Twitter, not just for the Leonard Fournette news, but for all of my content. I'm going to have mini videos coming. I got another article on playerprofiler.com coming out as well. My other podcast, Miscellaneous Debris. Talk about some good stuff on that. Check it out. Follow me on Twitter, at RMK Madness. Thank you once again for joining me. Very much appreciated. And as always, much love to you all. Stay safe. Stay vigilant. Stay mad. Ta-ta for now. Laters. Welcome to the